Hello everyone, welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive into deep questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined on stage by five real estate agents and leaders who are excelling at the key skills that are important to succeeding in this industry. Now, let's hear from Jeff and the agents. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage, Jeff Glover. Thank you. All right, we've got an exciting rest of the afternoon planned for you. And of course, an exciting evening, as you know. We're going to shift gears now and go to our first panel of the event. And as you've heard me say now a few times, probably going to be a broken record by the end of our time together, in that with all of our panelists we looked at, if we're looking at the five skills that are important today, who can we find that are emulating and showing examples of these type of skills? Who can we find that's out there today that's succeeding in these five areas? And so this particular panel, each one of them has a unique skill set, which you'll find. Um, And they all are in a position to where they're checking several of the boxes or all five of the boxes. And quite frankly, I'm okay even if they check one of the boxes because we need to get better at all these five no matter what. So once we get through this panel, we're going to go into our first set of breakout sessions and then, of course, have a little bit of time before our party tonight, which I'll give you the details on that. So before I welcome the stage, anyone that's near the doors, if you guys can do me a favor and say, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, come on in, let's come on in, right? All right, please do me a favor in joining or, or, or joining me in welcoming to the stage our first top agent panel. Come on out, guys. Come on, let's go, let's hear it for them. Welcome. You guys are in for a real treat, let me tell you. So first, we're going to start with you, Chad, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. And we'll work our way down the line, but we're going to do this kind of one at a time. I hope you guys can appreciate one of the things that we do a little bit differently than a lot of events that we go to is instead of asking questions like, hey, who wants to take that one? And if you've ever been a panelist before, you know what it's like because you're like, "Uh, uh, I mean, I could say something, but I've been kind of hogging the microphone. Is anyone else? Okay, I'll take that one. Instead, we find panelists that have succeeded at a high level in certain areas, and then we just have one-on-one interviews with them just all at the same time, right? So Chad, why don't we start with you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been doing it, uh, your team's volume, production, whatever comes to mind there, just so we can get an idea of, of where that sits. Perfect. My name is Chad Schwenemann. I'm from Brainerd, Minnesota, which is two hours north of Minneapolis. Minnesota in the house. He brought his family, as you can see. It was uh, 30 below this morning, so glad to be in Florida. Uh, my team, I've been doing this 22 years. Uh, we have 15 agents, 11 buyer's agents, four listing partners, uh, four ISAs, and then five admin. And in last year, we did 900 deals for $265 million in sales. All right. 
So, Chad, you know, we've actually been working together one-on-one -on -one now for, what, about six months has it been? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And um, there's a lot of things that we talk about that are relating to business and ways of getting business and, of course, uh, succeeding through, through others and succeeding with your team. One of, the thing that I, one of the things that I find that's super fascinating with you and, and unique about your business model is you have a program uh, that's called the Buy It Now program. Yeah, so we do the Buy It Now program where I have an acquisitions manager who goes out on the appointment and we'll buy the home typically for 70 to 80% of market value, uh, less repairs. Um, since this has evolved, we started this six years ago, I've started a construction company, so we have nine full-time uh, licensed contractors that work for me in the brokerage. And so we go in and, and purchase a home, and in most cases it needs work. And uh, last year, I think we purchased and flipped 42 homes. 42 homes through the Buy It Now program. And, and the reason why I brought that up and in, in, in the reason why it checks one of the boxes is because today, sellers want instant. We check that box with the Buy It Now, and sellers want assurance. So, you know, a lot of kind of naysayers, if you will, when it comes to the iBuyer type of stuff, you know, they'll say, well, you know, why would a seller take less for their home when I can get them more? What do you say to that? Well, it's really all about convenience and certainty. So the sellers that take the, our instant offer versus, you know, retailing it on the marketplace, ultimately they want to pick the closing date, they want to sell it as is, and they want certainty. So, you know, it doesn't work for every seller, obviously. We found that if we get 20 calls through the instant offer, we'll maybe purchase one home. But it, for us, it's been a great lead source. And if the, you know, if our instant offer price doesn't work, we can obviously list it and right. put it on the market. You've got 19 others that you could present a retail price to. Absolutely. And that could lead to listing leads and listing opportunities for you or your team members. Yeah, it's been, it's been our number one lead source. Number one lead source, yep. So how are you promoting the Buy It Now program? Because a lot of people say, okay, if I could put something like that together, how would I get the word out about it? Um, so we do a lot of billboards, TV, uh, radio. Um, there's a really good printing company, if you're looking at trying this, called REI Vault. You know, Gary does a great job, and so your budget could be $1,000, and he's going to focus on distressed properties and possibly, you know, people going into foreclosure. Um, Is that a mailing, a direct mail program? Yeah, yep. And so we've, we've had good success with his program. Mm -hmm. and, and that is a, a promotion of an offer to a seller? Or what, what are you sending out to a seller to get them to respond? Yep, it's really a cash offer. So and it, it's not your glitzy type marketing. It looks like a third grader wrote on it. And that seems to get the best response for us. And mm -hmm. um, again, it's just calling, get the phone ringing. We're going to offer them a cash as is offer. Yep. Now, if I'm in the room, I might be thinking, okay, that sounds great. This is something I'm not going to be able to do. I don't have that kind of money. Where, where did you start? Obviously, at some point in time, you, you had to get investors or you had to save up for this. What would you say to someone who wants to jump into this game but doesn't really have, you know, they're well, not sitting on a million bucks? Certainly investors. There's a lot of hard money out there that would love to lend in situations like this because you, you guys are the experts in your marketplace. And... Obviously, we're just trying to buy the doubles, triples, and home runs, and you know we say no a lot of times where the numbers just don't make sense, but um, it's really knowing the market. It's also understanding the cost of repairs, and so some easy things we've done initially is, you know, if we go in and it's paint and carpet, we know that's about $10 a foot, and so we run that in our analysis. If it needs more than that, paint, carpet, uh, light fixtures, maybe resurfacing the cabinets, we'll figure at $20 a foot, 
And if it needs a roof, siding, paint carpet, cabinets, bathrooms, we'll figure about $35 a foot. So that's really basic math as far as seeing if that home makes sense where you can make money on it. Um, and so it's, it's simple, but we do analysis on every property. And if it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. And we'll tell them, you know, we obviously can't offer you what you want, but we can list it as is at this price. And again, for us, it's just really a great lead source. So in a buy it now type of program, you don't necessarily have to be the buyer yourself. No, I mean, there's a lot of people that will wholesale the homes. And so they'll come in and, and get it under contract and they'll just assign the purchase agreement. We've purchased a few of those in our marketplace from people that are wholesaling mm -hmm. and we'll go in and do the work. So you could promote a program like this with an investor so long as you have an investor that's willing to buy a house every now and then. Absolutely. And I think it's, it could be a huge profit center. I mean, for us, it's really taken on a life of its own where it, I think this year will be just as profitable as our real estate team and company. Wow. And that's the proceeds from those sales. Plus also, is your real estate company paying referral fees to the Buy It Now program on the ones that don't yeah. buy? So we'll pay a commission. You know, when we flip it, we'll pay a commission to the real estate company. And it's great. Inventory is tough right now. And so it's another way to generate more listings. And obviously, more listings, more buyers and yep. Yep. needs itself. Awesome. Well, that, that's obviously anything relating to, hot, to I buyers and so forth is a hot topic right now. And it's something that we've been talking about for probably the last year. And we've decided during this event to just dig in a little deeper on it because it's not going anywhere, right? We know. No, it's here to stay. It is, right? And, and a lot of agents will say, well, yeah, but what about Zillow offers? You know, the, tell me what happened there. Well, they, they weren't playing in a space that they know and that it didn't work for them, right? Well, and, and you're seeing, again, you have to buy the property, right? So Zillow and even Open Door, I have friends and uh, friend in Portland where he's buying properties and selling it to open door because they're paying 10% over market value. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I think, you know, unfortunately the, the shareholders are going to want to profit eventually. That's so right. we'll see how long it lasts. Yep. Awesome. One of the things that, that um, I've respected about you and your business is your inside sales associate model or the ISA model. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, so we, we have four inside sales associates that will make calls from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And what they do is it's outbound. 75% um, of their time is outbound, 25% inbound. And we know, like you said this morning, it just takes time to cultivate that lead. So we want to be there and, and offer value and, and continue to be in front of them. And then when they raise their hand, yeah. hopefully we're there to capture it because we know that internet buyer is going to take 14 months and that internet seller is going to take about 21 months before they now when he says 8 a.m to 8 p.m he's not running a sweatshop or anything i mean they have shifts and yeah they have shifts breaks in the middle of the day and so forth yep yeah. awesome and are they mostly outbound buyers outbound sellers what types of sources are they working well we generate roughly 600 leads a month through our marketing and so it's a variety of sellers and and buyers obviously now we're focusing more on sellers mm -hmm. just because inventory is so tight but um yeah and so for us we do a daily activity report where we track their number of dials and for us it's really not the number of dials it's about meaningful conversations so our goal is to have them hopefully set two appointments a day and have 20 meaningful conversations each each day there we go that's fair that's a good number so, um, you know, some people might hear those numbers and say, wow, 600 incoming leads because you do a ton of advertising, right? right. Um, but what was, what was your business like before advertising? Because uh, if I'm in the audience, I might say, okay, hey, I don't have the budget to spend that kind of money on advertising to get 600 leads. What would you suggest I do? How did you build it before advertising? Well, we did a lot of circle prospecting. So if we had a listing, we would circle prospect the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, you've got a 
vendor out there that does, does a great job. Mm -hmm. um, same thing when, when the house went pending, we do circle prospecting, and when it, when it sold, we would do circle prospecting. And if you don't have the inventory, you can do circle prospecting for listings that aren't yours as well. Yep, so listings that aren't yours. But wait a minute, aren't I stepping on toes? How do I circle prospect around a listing that isn't mine? We just make them aware that there's a new listing that came on the market and yep. here's the price and we're offering a free market analysis or if you want to see what your home's worth. And obviously, most people or a lot of sellers don't understand the way values have gone in the last 24 months and they're very surprised on what their neighbor's home is selling for. Yep, so it's just infor it's an informative call that leads to a real estate conversation that it's offering value might open the doors to some opportunities. Correct. Love that. One of the other models that I know you embrace, which is something we've been talking about for a long time, and um, I know Josh, you're, you're going to talk about this a little bit too, is your showing agent model. Can you can you share with us what that looks like for you guys? Yeah. So I, I had one, a couple of agents on my team. We found that the buyers agents kind of max out at about 70, 75 deals a year, and I, my lead buyers agent has been with me for about seven years. Two years ago, we introduced the showing partner model. Mm -hmm. And what that enabled her to do is free up her time, and we cover a pretty broad area, so we go 60 miles in any direction. And uh, this year was her best year ever. She broke 100 deals, um, did over 30 million in sales, because she's leveraging her time with her showing partners. So he's the one that's out on, on the appointments, but she's the one that negotiates the deal, writes the deal, and, and gets it done. But he's attending the inspection, He's the one showing the homes. And we've really embraced the, um, the virtual buyer's consult. And so that's really helped them. What's happening in their business is they're building that rapport over the Zoom call. And before she was showing six to seven homes before they purchased, and now this year she was at about 2.5 homes before they purchased. And I think that's attributed to her building that relationship really early on. And then Wes would go out, he's, he's the showing partner, and he's on, on the call as well, on the Zoom call. So. Okay, so a couple things I heard in there is, is number one, it, it makes everything easier if you're doing a buyer consultation. And if you can't get it done in person, you're doing it via Zoom. Yep. yep. And yep. so what are they saying to the buyer to convince them to agree to that? Well, we're just really, the market's so hot that we need to find out their wants, their needs, their don't wants, and that's just as important as their wants, and we need half hour, and again, we want the husband and the wife both on the call, mm -hmm. and if we're going to schedule it where it fits their time frame, and it could be 8 o'clock at night, and typically those will take 30 to 40 minutes, but again, they have a face, and yeah. we know 93% of communication is nonverbal. And they start to build that relationship. And, and it's been really, it's not about us, it's about them and just find out their wants and needs. And they don't have to come to the office. They don't have to meet at a Starbucks. They can do it in a flash. No, we've gotten a lot of pushback trying to get people into the office. So this has really overcome that objection. That's good. And one other thing I caught in what you said is a showing agent or the showing partner, as you guys call them, is present on that Zoom. Absolutely. And why is that? Well, you don't want it to seem like he's an assistant. He's a partner. So he's Randa's partner, my lead buyer's agent. So they're a partnership, mm -hmm. and, and that's really important. So they're kind of getting two for the price of one. Yeah. They don't want, we don't want it to come off as an assistant. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Thank you for that, Chad. Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you're from, how long you've been doing it. Uh, we've known each other for a while now, so, um, but they, they haven't known you for as long as I have, maybe. So let's hear from you. Uh, so Josh Anderson, I am in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been in the business since April of 2006. Got to see about a year of good market before it yep. 
Didn't know that. 05 was good, 06 was not. Um, <laughs> 07 was not. We have about a 15-person team. It's about half and half on administrative versus agents. Mm -hmm. um, we run the showing agent model. We've got a couple of ISAs, working on a couple more ISAs. Now, can I ask, since you brought up showing agents, we'll get to the, I've got some questions I want to ask you as well, for both of you. Um, what do you, how, how do you get the agents to understand that their net will actually increase if they embrace a showing agent model? Because the first thing they look at is, well, my check is going to be less. So how, how do you show them that, no, 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 your net will actually be more, not in terms of just money, because it'll be more in terms of money, but also in terms of time back with your family. So how, we do, a lot of the same stuff that Chad mentioned, um, we really failed early on with the um, the idea of it feeling more like a pass off than mm -hmm. a business Got partnership. Yep. Um, but I think the pass off from the agent to the showing partner. Right, and they're always introduced. Um, you know, sometimes they can't be there, but they're almost they're always introduced yep. early yep. on, and copied on everything and kind of attached at the hip. So, um, to answer your question. Um, we we kind of show them NAR statistics of how many houses the average agent sells, yeah. and then we show them what agents have sold on our team, both senior agents, regular agents, and uh, um, showing agents. So, you know, our last showing agent did 44 transactions their first first full year in the business. Yep. Um, that's kind of like doing an MBA in 12 months mm -hmm. in real estate, because mm -hmm. most people aren't doing anywhere near. You know, there's people out doing 20 deals a year. Sure. So. And your agents that you showing agents are netting more money than the agents that are not, meaning yeah, at the our, end of the year? Our average showing agent's making somewhere in the fifty-five to 70000 range. Yep. And then the guy in particular was like at 85, 87. And then what about your buyer's agents or the agents that are writing the deals and negotiating them? Yeah, they're actually, yeah, they're, are you asking how they're much? They're able to net more, right? You don't well, have to get netting, the dollar amount, but they're netting yeah. more because they're delegating, right? Yeah, they're, they're able to do... In Nashville, our market's so crazy, and we have such low inventory that we're what we're doing is we have to have two people on every yeah. transaction. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's really just about getting the people the opportunity to get in the property. Yep. And so one thing I heard in what you said is you you have to put the showing agent essentially on on a pedestal. It can't be being passed off to an assistant. How how do you put them on a pedestal to where the consumer is comfortable? Meaning it's it's almost a benefit to work with you and your team because of this. Well, I think it just goes back to the script, right? I mean, I, I, the biggest piece is it has to be packaged as the business partner. Mm -hmm. It can't be, hey, we've got a junior agent. They just started last week. Yep. Um, it has to be a business partnership. And when we f first started the showing agent model in 2011, we totally screwed it up. Mm -hmm. uh, the first three or four transactions, we lost those clients for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Nobody was really doing it then. Yeah. Gary, Gary talked about it in Megacamp and... I, was, I came back to Nashville and I was like, wow, that sounds cool. Yeah. But nobody could show me how to do it. Right. There was an, we fumbled. You were the trial and error at the time. Yeah, Aaron and I. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I know you're still in production. Uh, tell, talk to me a little bit about one thing that, I, that you're known for and one thing that I've always respected about you is you're very referral-based, not just database, but also agent-to-agent -agent referrals. So can you talk to us a little bit about why that might be? Um, so we, so about 75% of our business is agent or is some type of referral. So it's 25 to 30% is agent referral every year. Uh, and the difference of that is either you know, current client, past client. Yep. Yeah. 
How did you how did you master the agent to agent referral game? That's a big that's a big chunk of your business. How what do you do when you think of agents that normally do agent to agent referrals? What are you guys doing differently than the average agents? You know, I think I think part of it is, um, and we've talked a little bit about database and adding value and and not forgetting about the relationship, mm -hmm. um, and it's online and offline. So it's coming to these conferences and networking with people, and when people like I'm going to call Chad next week and he's going to tell me more about his iBuyer program. Yep. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something we're working on right now, and so you know, it's it's being able to network with people and and give your time to somebody that isn't to where you are or yep. or being able to reach out to people yep. um, and just staying in touch and adding value and having a real relationship and 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 being present on whether it's Instagram LinkedIn Facebook yeah so when it comes to referrals from your database I know you guys kick butt with the database can you tell us you know in your mind what are the two or three things that that add a lot of value to your database that cause you to have so much repeat and referral business yeah so Early on, um, I started in the business in 2006 with $5,000, so I didn't have the ability to go do client events and mm -hmm. giveaways and all the things that we do now. And um, so it was really, it was doing Sunday fun days and things that were low cost things. And then once I had clients, it's, it's 15 years later, it's calling them quarterly. Mm -hmm. um, so calling them quarterly. Calling them quarterly. Yep. And, and you know, there's a lot of clients that we call and leave dozens and dozens of voicemails and they never call us back yep and they go hey you know five years later yeah we're ready to list so even if they're not responding because that voicemail is an impression yeah right that voicemail becomes an impression in that moment and maybe it had an impact maybe it didn't it could so later so my thought is like if you call somebody and you don't leave a voicemail, they definitely aren't getting the message. But if you leave a voicemail, they might check it. And I know COVID's changed that, and you know we're doing a lot more texting, mm -hmm. a lot more DMs and Facebook messages and sure. LinkedIn and connecting with people in different places. But I think that's the big piece is social media is not, uh, it's not in lieu of the phone calls and the actual contact piece of it. Yep. It's in addition to. Yep. Love that. Your quarterly calls, uh, is it a same script every time? Are you promoting an event that's coming up? What is the theme of each one of those calls? Yeah, so it's a little bit of all of it. It could be, um, hey, I'm just checking in. Mm -hmm. It could be, thank you for doing business with us. If you ever need anything, let us know. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are like 15 second phone calls. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, we do quarterly giveaway or quarterly client events. Yep. Or at least historically we have. We've kind of altered that since COVID and we've done monthly giveaways yeah so it's um, but we're doing monthly giveaways they're either calling in or they're submitting a survey yeah we talked about that a little bit on our call um, can you tell us a little bit of, just give us an example of one of your monthly giveaways and, and how you got the phone to ring because of it yeah so a recent one we did and you guys have probably all seen it on Instagram is we gave away a couple of solo stoves um, what would you give away a solo stove okay like the, um, outdoor fire pits yep uh, for Mother's Day, we've done Dyson supersonic hair dryers. Evidently, they're amazing. Um, they're $500, so they should be really amazing. Um, we've done big green eggs for Father's Day. I mean, we we do something different every month. We you know we've done we've bought like ten fifty dollar gift cards to a local pizza place or something. So you're doing the giveaway as a thank you for being great clients. Yeah, it's a thank you, and it's also to reconnect. Like, not all of our clients are on social media, so 
we call all of them and then we connect with them at a higher level for the ones that are on some mm -hmm. type of social media mm -hmm. um, or some kind of platform. And then, you know, we also open up some of, we did a, um, a movie night recently, I think in July, mm -hmm. August. Anyway, we did it and it was, um, we opened, we, it was kind of a fixed cost event, right? So, and it was in a, a park and um, anyway, we, we invited all of the community. Yep. Um, so we make it part of our, we have a nonprofit and we made it part of our nonprofit and yep. um, so we just invite everybody and whoever shows up, great. And so the giveaway, even though only one person's gonna win, because of course some people say, man, you give away big green eggs or whatever the heck they are, that's gonna add up, or the Dyson, whatever. Yeah. That cost is gonna add up. You're only doing one giveaway. You're doing a drawing. Right. How do you get them to enter the drawing? Um, it depends on, we've done it so many different ways and played around with it, like we've done Instagram posts and mm -hmm. said tag a friend that you know uh, that likes our page. Yep. Just different things. If you guys want to look at it, it's tag real estate. Um, it's we've got. I think we've got a pretty good social media page from the standpoint of like, I don't know. I see so many agents just kind of doing what you were saying earlier is just yeah. posting their new listing. Guess what? Nobody cares about your new listing. Yep. Um, or they're or they're posting things that you think. I don't know. It's got to be all about the consumer. Yep. Yep. And it's got to be a storytelling, or it's got to be what? How's it going to benefit? That's right. Uh, the consumer. Otherwise, they're not. You're not stopping the scroll. Right. Bingo. Love that. Jessica. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you're you good. for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being up here. Would you mind introducing yourself? My name is Jessica Spencer. I am from about 40 minutes north of Detroit. I own a small independent brokerage that I've owned for three years. Uh, in that year, in those years, we've uh, managed to grow our business. We have 12 agents now, um, an inside sales agent that's starting it as soon as I get back. And uh, I have an administrator and three showing agents. Awesome. And you're also in production as well. I am indeed. Yep. One of the things that uh, I think I've admired about your business, obviously being not too far down the road from where you are, is the way you connect with your community. Uh, you are very active in your community. You are, you are very connected with your community. We hear this as agents all the time. You gotta connect with your community. You gotta connect with the community. So it's kinda like one in one ear, out the other. Oh yeah, of course, I know, duh. What does that mean to you when, when you think about how you connect with your community? So my, all of my advertising is community events. I realized last year that I've been a member of the Chamber of Commerce. It was the first thing I did. The second thing I did was join Glover U and as a, as a coaching client. And I, I realized that what I was paying in sponsorships to sponsor all of these community events through my local chamber, I used to be an event planner. I can do it myself for that. And so, and then I get to hold the microphone and I get to introduce myself. So I think it's really important for me that when I'm having a community event, I'm up there, my family is there supporting me. Um, I'm out, I'm the one handing out water bottles to everyone and smiling at them. And they're saying things like, I see your pink everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh, was it you that put on that concert? That was so great. So it really didn't come for full circle to me until I started doing circle prospecting recently. And every, pretty much, I would say, a lot of people say, like, never call me again. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not my people, so. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, but 
people will say, oh my goodness, I met your dad at that event, or your mom gave me a water at this event. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize how many people we're getting in front of yeah. until I started calling. I started calling my mom and dad's neighborhood yep. and just said, hey, I wanted to make sure you knew we were here. Yep. We're located next to the pizza place in town. Yep stop by any time and then they say oh wait did you do this was that you even other realtors will say like i really like what you're doing yep. and so i think the community has built me to be the person that i am it, it's what's providing for my kids and my husband and 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 myself and so giving back to them is something that comes so natural from my heart and so just figuring out that that was my niche early on was such a such a godsend for me yeah. and my business. Yeah, and um, one thing that that I appreciate about you, what you said there is, when you're doing the circle prospecting around recent sales, recent listings, and and people are mentioning, oh, by the way, I wanted to thank you for this, or wanted to thank you for the invite, even if they're not showing up to your client events, or even if they're not participating in the stuff you're putting out there, every time you invite them to something, it's another opportunity and an impression. Every time you're, you're sending them something and inviting them to something you're doing in the community, it, you're making an impression even if they never show up, right? So you're, you're putting yourself in a position to essentially advertise, right? You're advertising through community events. And so talk to us a little bit about the results that you've experienced over the last 12, 18 months since you've started doing this stuff. So we opened our brick and mortar store last November mm -hmm. and we weren't able to do a grand opening for that um, because COVID. And so we decided we were gonna hold off and we were gonna do it um, the Friday before Labor Day. Mm -hmm. We had 1,500 people in the park at our grand opening. Yep. And every one of those listened to me for five minutes, yep. You're on the introduced my, my husband, yep. my, my parents, my family, my team. Your real estate coaches even. Um, my coaches, yes. Thank you for coming to that. I appreciate it. That's the benefit of being uh, this that close to Jeff is that sometimes you can beg him to come to your event. Um, and um, and so it, give, it gives me an opportunity to just introduce myself to them. And then when you invite them to something, it's almost more beneficial if they don't come. Because then they almost feel like they, like they feel like, First of all, they feel like they missed out on something fun. And then they also feel like, oh, I'll definitely come to the next one. I'm sorry. I, sure. And like, they're apologizing to me for not coming, not coming to my thing. And I'm like, you know what? I forgive you. Yep, right. so, so it's really been, it's, it's been such a great blessing to our business. Because in my, in my little tiny town of Clarkston, Michigan, there are agents who have been doing it since probably before my mom was born. Yeah. And they are, they have this, <laughs> that wasn't meant to be a dig. Um, so they've been doing it Careful so now, long. We have a lot of Detroit agents. Here right, tonight. right. <laughs> so they, you know, they have this passive business. Mm -hmm. Well, when someone comes in and they're loud and pink and, and they are, they're drawing this attention sure. to them. Good vibes. It, it's really it's really filling a vacuum that I don't think anybody really noticed that was there. Yep. One thing that I've appreciated about your business also is that you're not working 80 hours a week. You've got a pretty good work-life balance. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. So my, my goal in, in my business, in my life, is to bring glory to God through the service of others. That's my mission. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. And 
I can't bring, I can't be present for my clients if I don't have a happy, healthy family yep. at home. Because that is my why, that is my, that's my, that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. And so if I'm not here meeting people to refer work to, from, from, then it's not worth me being a thousand miles away from my children. Right. And so for me, it's, it, it, if I have to, if I have to apologize to my kid because I wasn't there to see him make a three-point shot, then it wasn't worth that listing. Yeah. So for me, it's been about making, my, my parents are the hardest working people you could ever meet. And my dad worked two jobs my entire life. He was a diesel mechanic and then he worked on side jobs in the evening. He never missed a basketball game for me. If I needed him, he was there my whole life. And that is something that I can't, I, I have to hold that sacred because that is, if not, none of this matters, if that isn't, if that isn't sound. Right. So um, the biggest part is I have an amazing husband. He's, um, he's absolutely, he's probably watching the live stream right now with the kids in the basement because this is our family business. This is what provides for us. And it's, it's important that we, that we understand that the business is important, but our family's health and happiness is, is, the, is the most important. Love that, that's why I asked the question. Yep. So one of the things, the last question I have for you is a lot of people who have been coming to our events can almost always count on you being here. Why is it when some people would say, well, didn't you go to that? You know, we hear this from people, oh, I went to his retreat last year, I don't need to go again. Why do you keep coming back time and time again? So I, I would say that, for, first of all, I own a s small independent brokerage, and I'm, I'm in charge of training everyone in my company. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not getting fresh ideas and learning new things and new tricks of the trade, yep. then, then nobody else in my team is going to be Growing. successful either. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, I mean, this is, th you know this, but literally... The, first, the, the second thing I did as a business owner, I, I joined the chamber and then I w went to a mastermind lunch. And there's no way that in the parking lot when I didn't want to go to that lunch because I had a million things that I needed to do that day, that I could have known how much my life would change. I had just started the brokerage. I had, I had never, I mean, obviously I've seen you on TV. My kids would probably list with you because you're... <laughs> You're <laughs> more impressive than I am, um, but the the I I didn't know much about you other than seeing you on TV, and I had only worked at a brokerage where it was just myself and my my boss, mm -hmm. my broker at the time. So I had no, I didn't I first time I came to a Glover event, I I didn't I had to ask you in the hallway, what do those initials mean? What's an ISA? <laughs> Hey, can, can you oh, stop using initials because I don't know what any of those mean. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, when any time I come to these events, it is such a good reminder of where my life was. So when I went to this lunch and some guy came up and he just said, um, you know, there's this, there's this convention going on in Traverse City. And so I called my mom. And I said, Mom, can you watch the kids for the weekend? Erin and I are going to go for a work thing up north. And so 
we came to Traverse City and everybody who was there, everybody who was on stage, which is like mind blowing that I'm sitting here thinking about where I was then. It's just crazy. So everybody was talking about, you have to get a coach. You have to get a coach. And, and things that their coach told me, and my husband who came with me, um, because we were just trying to like trick my mom into watching the kids for the weekend. Um, <laughs> He, we, I remember the story. Well, if it's not any good, we'll just hang out at the pool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was, I was pretty hopeful that it would not be great because then we could just go hang out in Traverse City with no kids. And so, um, so that didn't happen, but I got a great career out of it, so it's like a wash, I guess. <laughs> there we go. I love that. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So it, it was... Um, it, that when I went into that lunch and he was talking about that, it was it was an hour and a half and it changed my whole world. And your abundance mindset, which is something I've never I'd never even heard of before, and the fact that you're so I, I remember I, I've not told you this, but somebody came up to me and they were trying to get me to use their title company, and they found out the title company I use and they said, oh, the Jeff thing doesn't bother you, and I was like. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> well, uh, you know Jeff Glover works there. And I said, if Jeff Glover isn't threatened by anybody else that he's trying to pull up in this industry, then I'm certainly not threatened by him. And it, it is so important to me that you know how grateful I am. And, and my, my husband has been a police officer for 13 years, our entire marriage, and this year, we were able to take that risk away from our family. And my husband retired this year to be. That. That's awesome. That's Thank great. you. Thank you. Uh, so he is a stay-at-home dad, and he's, he, our family is safer and more secure, and that's something that I could never have done without the, don't cry, Jeff. I won't. <laughs> without, the, without the leadership that you have, have given us, I, I, didn't know what I, I didn't know what I needed because I didn't know that it was even a thing. And so um, just thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Jessica. All right. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff and the agents today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, Take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify, and subscribe today. Until next time. <laughs>